Welcome to the Authentic Chats podcast. And today we are joined by the lovely Dr. Rathika Marsh, who is a spiritual psychologist combining psychology with spirituality. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking all about the fear of being seen. And this is quite a big one for me um, on so many levels. One, with my raving. You know, I can I can get to a point in my raving where I'm feeling euphoric and stuff. And then the shame comes in, the thoughts come in, the weirdness comes in, you know, dimming my light. Um, and this is also prevalent as you step up as a woman in this world and you start to shine your light the same thing so we're talking all about that authentically today getting some um, tips and advice from Rathika and uh, yeah she's great I really really like her so I hope you enjoy today's show hi everyone so I'm joined today by Rathika, the spiritual psychologist, and I feel um, quite connected to Rathika because I resonate um, a lot with what you say um, on your Instagram and your Facebook posts. And what I really, really like about you is that it's obvious that you um, are quite deeply spiritual and you have a lot of um, knowledge and expertise around, you know, words and things like shadow work and um in a masculine and in a feminine which i've only just started looking into recently but equally you uh, you talk a lot about you know inner child work um the subconscious mind safety in the nervous system and it feels quite balanced to me and it feels quite grounded and that's why i feel uh, quite drawn um to to your work but also um, when you're connecting to people's pain and um, what they're going through, um, I resonate with it a lot myself um, and the kind of things that you're saying that women go, are going through, but especially people who have experienced quite a bit of trauma. So would you mind just really briefly letting everyone know a little bit about you and your mission yes. in this world? I loved your reflections then. They were so lovely to hear back, you know, because you put these posts out there and uh, you don't know what people are taking from it. So it's really nice to kind of get the, that sense of flavour that you're getting from it. So thank you. Yeah. Um, oh, so I'm, yes, I to can I just say I totally resonate with that because I'm putting all stuff out there and I haven't got a clue whether it's, it's just authentic. Yes, it's just authentic and it's coming from, you know, it's my soul and, and yeah. But yeah, and you that's just the most you powerful. Yeah, yeah. So I'm Rathika, Dr. Rathika Marsh, and I'm a spiritual psychologist. So I started my own business um, this year, and I've been working as a psychologist in schools in Manchester for the last 13 years. So I've kind of developed a lot of experience of working and supporting adults around children who have experienced trauma that might have additional needs. And I guess like seeing the impact of, of in particular trauma on how, how that impacts on functioning and how children and young people and adults um, relate to themselves and to their world. So the spiritual psychologist 
the reason I set it up is because I felt within the psychology world that it's it's quite traditional in lots of ways. It's very kind of mind based, and the bit that always felt that was missing to me is that connection with spirituality. So that connection with yourself, and that's why I set up the business because I wanted to promote more of a holistic approach um, around how I work and yeah so I offer different packages of one-to-one and group healing and retreats um so yeah I love it I love I love applying everything that I've learned to working with adults and supporting them to unpick their stories to understand themselves better and to find that love and compassion for themselves that is often so missing in that you know in that healing journey that people really struggle with that connecting with themselves and giving themselves that love and compassion yeah i i totally resonate with that you know when i embarked on my journey of personal development i started with mindfulness and Mm. um I think that's kind of where everyone kind of starts is some some form of like meditation or something and until I actually stumbled on loving kindness it was like oh god this is what I'm needing so much on so many levels including my inner child um you know um but yeah no and what you just said really resonated because I I feel a holistic approach is needed so much in terms of just being um the best version of not the best version of yourself but the highest version of yourself you know because i feel like spirituality is just one element of of you know of that um if you look at dharma and the wheels of life i know we're going into deep spirituality now but spirit spirituality is just one level of them and then you've got your purpose you've got your body you've got your mind you've got relationships you know you've got your environment that you live in all those things are just as important so i think it's so refreshing that you're doing something that that is whole and looking at everything because i think it's quite lacking yes yeah and also things like um so in my packages we kind of bring in things like sound healing somatic releasing so using your body um to release trauma um and things like breath work and movement all of that kind of stuff that you know i think people can get caught up in the talking therapy side which is so beneficial otherwise i wouldn't be a psychologist but it's combined i I think for me definitely in my own journey that there's so much power in just um allowing your body to heal Mm. through those forms through sound through breath it's so healing and you're not thinking about anything so you're bringing yourself back into your body which is i'm sure what your clients uh, really benefit from you know that movement side and it's it's a way of grounding your nervous system yeah yeah i think that i'm probably doing a lot of stuff that i don't even realize is probably and it, that's part of the reason why I want to have these chats as well, so that I can, you know, build knowledge within um, what I'm potentially doing. And also, 
uh, make sure that I've, I'm creating a safe space for people in order mm -hmm. to explore. Um, and so one, one area that I, I, I wanted to talk to you about today was, um, so it is this, is this exhibitionist side. There's one post that you, you put on that I really resonated with where you said that um, you, you have a side to you that's like flirty, well, likes to wear, wear wigs, it's an exhibitionist side, and you, um, you've kind of like explored this and um, looked into whether this is actually wanting validation because I know what that feels like wanting validation mm. you know but then actually on reflection it's like no I, I have this side she she's sexy she's out there she wants to be putting herself out there you know um, and and then you went on to say that there's so much shame around that with women in in our society and you know um and it, i really felt that it linked into my raves um and what i what what i'm encouraging people to do which is channel their inner rave you know the part that was on the podium that didn't give a shit all that kind of um energy uh, but also as within my course and everything i'm i'm bringing in i bring in um the invitation to explore like the sexy the sexy diva within you you know that kind of yeah. stuff and i've just started doing that and i i met with quite a bit of resistance to it from the ladies in the group um, and i also myself have that resistance so what happens to me is the inner raver will come out and she she's all like vibrant and then I'll either have thoughts or some form of energy that wants that doesn't want me to do that, and if and I feel shame, and I, I can feel the shame in my body. So I wanted to to for the sake of anyone who comes to the raves, you might be experiencing that, but also for the sake of women as a whole, just just ask you a little bit more about that, and um, yeah, get a bit of clarity so people can understand why it might they might be feeling like that. Yeah. I mean, my thought straight away is that in most societies, you know, you're going to be given messages as a child that being sexual in any way is taboo. So when we're growing up, we are socialised, like whatever community we're in, whether you're in an Asian community or whatever, you know wherever you are in the world like socialization is part of the process of being human but in that socialization process it's like you're you are basically given these standards that you sort of have to adhere to so things like you know you see like little kids that like lift up their dress and they've got their knickers on show things yeah. like that there, that obviously in public, you're going to be kind of told, don't do that. That's not how, that's not appropriate and all of those things. So as a child, you are going to already start forming from like the age of two or something like that. When you, you know, at that age where you're starting to understand what is appropriate and what is inappropriate, you're going to start forming these standards of Okay, what, sh what am I allowed to do and what am I not allowed to do? And the bit where the shame comes in is that you can, ch children can start feeling 
that there that there's something bad about them or there's something wrong that they're doing you see what I'm saying yeah so then as an as an adult then you can adhere to those standards around this is appropriate this isn't this isn't appropriate but times change as well don't they yeah and for 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 people who've like experienced quite a lot of um strong messages around sexuality or it's just not talked about so then it's extremely taboo you're going to have a deeper sense of shame most likely around expressing your sexuality feeling free in your sexuality because it's going to feel wrong mm. so for, for me as a child it wasn't talked about you know it was like if there was any kissing on the television it was like you know change the channel mm. and it it created and this is where like it's a powerful um subliminal message that was almost extremely obvious if you know what i mean mm. the shame around it and that feeling of this is wrong um mm. this is not something that i should be watching was such a strong feeling you know so mm -hmm. to the point where it's like even when i was like 18 or you know it, as an adult like if there was something on the television i would just sort of, and i knew there was like a sexual scene coming up or something i'd just walk out of the room because i was, just couldn't deal with like the discomfort of it wow you know? so yeah and there's exactly. so many messages that are subconscious yeah. and where it's not even talked about yeah and when you look at like traditional britain as well like it's not again like there's there's i think there's a it, it's something that a lot of people have experienced isn't it oh yeah you, know, you don't behave like that you behave like this but there's differing degrees as to how it's going to impact on your perceptions as an adult depending on what your experiences are so it's going to be extremely individual isn't it it is, and I suppose then, then you know, like when when you're talking about the exhibitionist on the podium and letting your true self come through and stuff like that, there's going to be messages around that too, isn't it? And then anyone who's stepping up and stepping out, because that's what I find when I'm putting myself out there, the the fear around it is quite strong, you know, mm. and, and the and the and the the dialogue that i go into about needing to please people and yeah and just the um, the level of unsafety that i feel in my body by 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 sharing openly and honestly and you know doing crazy things like jumping up and down with a spoon in front of a, a video you know it, so that comes from from the conditioning when i'm younger yes absolutely so it's like in my own healing journey, like the most powerful thing that I realized was that, that, that my job in life is to just be me. Yeah. That's it. To be my true authentic self in, in every aspect of my life. That is what I'm here to do. But it's like we lose who our true authentic self is because we don't necessarily look at the parts of us that we feel ashamed about. Mm. Because the parts of us that we're ashamed about is still a part of us, so you can't run away from it. It'll just keep coming up. So when you're dancing in a rave or whatever it is in, you know, the, 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 the ladies that come to your raves, for example, 
um, they're going to come up with those feelings of discomfort because that's a part of them maybe that they've kind of pushed away. Do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. why, why would you look at it? You see what I mean? Until, unless you're going to go on a journey of looking at it, you just put it aside. Mm. And then you get these feelings of like, oh, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel nice. And, and then you push it away. Yeah, and then you then numb. Like, you numb, yeah. like watching. Yeah. Well, well, I suppose that's why people drink and go and dance because they can't do it without some inebriate, like being inebriated, you know what I mean? Or, yeah. you know, um, and, but now I think people just like consume, don't they? They consume like in, entertainment and stuff like that and technology and things like that. So, yeah, so... So, because what I, and that's, I, I, I'm kind of doing it already because what I do say in the raise is, you know, if you're having any uncomfortable feelings or whatever, be with them, allow them to be there. And sometimes I'll even say, maybe express yourself, express what that, what that might look like and what it might, mm. you know, how it might dance or move. So it's actually getting a say. But um, I think there's also this element of loving compassion and kindness that's so important, isn't it? And just as, yeah. you're, just as you're saying things now, but, and also being willing to actually look at stuff um, and not to be frightened of it, because that's something that I, I, am, I trip up on. Um, there's a couple of th- areas that I'm thinking now, like especially like the fear of putting myself out there. Mm. I, I just push through that. I push through it, and I think I need to maybe go away and... I'm frightened of looking at stuff. I'll be honest. I'm frightened of, of looking at stuff. I don't trust myself mm. to I actually don't trust myself to look at stuff. And yeah. it, it actually helps me to work with other people to help me look at stuff. But I'd like to find ways that work for me. So do you have any tips for people in terms of, you know, self-inquiry maybe? Yeah. I mean, I guess like shadow work, shadow work is, is a really helpful thing to do so that's definitely what I've done it's a bit like what I felt for years was that I was sort of like go I'd go through phases of like feeling okay life's okay and then but then just entering like patterns of behavior that didn't feel like they particularly served me or it felt unhealthy to me and then I would just sort of carry on in that and it felt like there's a lot of secrecy as well which was the coping strategy as a child so um I had lots of secretive behaviors as a child as well and that just sort of carried on and it wasn't until I don't know two three years ago that I actually sort of thought okay this is not going away like I need to look at this not when I'm having a breakdown do you know what I mean not when I'm feeling highly anxious necessarily, but when I'm in a good emotional place, a reasonably good emotional space to actually look and take that like radical responsibility for why am I doing these things that are actually hurting me or hurting other people or whatever it is. And so then I looked at things like, okay, if I get... um a great way of looking at it is like looking at your triggers. So say for example, somebody really upsets you or you feel really offended by 
what somebody at work says or something like that. Like all of those situations are, are just a reflection of yourself. So mm. not just a reflection of yourself, but a reflection of what's going on for that person. But if you're offended by it or if you're upset about it, it's, it's an opportunity to look at what is going on there for you. So what I do is if I get really triggered by somebody and upset by something that somebody has said, I'll take some time out to journal about it. So I'll say, okay, I'll write down the question, why has this triggered me? What, what is it that's caused this upset? And then I will think about, are there other people in my past or other situations that have been similar where I've also been upset and you then start realizing actually there's a pattern here so this pattern for example that I realized is that I was getting very triggered by people who come and, it, and I can still feel like this sometimes um triggered by people that have really that really come across as very confident mm. almost arrogant um or like or they come across that they're always right or something like that. And I, and I, I, I find that really hard. I found that really hard in the past to manage my feelings around it. Mm. So I just carry on in this response of this person's like upsetting me. They're horrible. They're this, they're a dick, you know, like whatever mm. it is. Um, and then when I actually looked at it, you know, and started unpicking it, I realized, okay, there's a pattern. There's all these people that have the same traits that all trigger me. Mm. And it's all for the same reason. And so then I realized it's, you know, this is about me. It's not about them. And it's about me and um, my lack of feeling worth in myself that then triggers this response of, they're better than me. They're trying to show me that they're better than me, which makes me feel mm. like I'm down here and they're up there. So it doesn't make me feel good. It makes me feel like I've been put in a box. It makes me feel like a child. And then you can see then that actually that's a total link to parent-child relationships. Um, so it just takes you right back then to your childhood experiences of maybe for me, feeling like okay that feeling of like maybe not feeling seen or um really wanting to express my truth but not feeling like I could do that Mm. um and so then feeling like okay I'm the child they're the adult I have to do what I'm told um I can't be my authentic self you know I have to stay down here you know, it's, do you see what I mean? Yeah. And then so, do you give your child what she needed? Yes. So then yeah. I, because I think the thing with um, looking at these things at a deeper level is that you, and this is what I help clients with, you understand your story. Mm. So when you understand, okay, the reason I'm responding in this way is actually not because I'm a bad person. Because that's often what we sit there thinking for years and years. I'm a bad person. I'm a terrible person. There's something wrong with me. When you understand your story and why you respond and react in certain ways, you then 
you can then see it from a distance. Mm. So you can actually see then that hurt child part of you. So because all of these responses that you have most likely come from a hurt, wounded child place. Mm. And when you see that, actually, there's an inner child in you that is just craving that love, craving to be seen as enough, craving to be seen as accepted, um, wanting to feel worthy. You then realize, okay, I need to provide that child part of me with that attention. Mm. And it might just be a simple thing of, you're okay, like, I'm okay, this is, it's all right, like, I've got you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. we do it so well for other people, don't we? So we do it so mm. well for our friends, for our, for our own children, we give them a cuddle, don't we? And mm. we say, it's okay, it's all right, like, you know, mm. I've got you. But we find it so difficult to do it for ourselves. Mm. So then just linking that to, you know, back to obviously you're being triggered when you're want, you, you've got this exhibitionist side, but then you're going into trigger. How do you then look at that? Yeah, I mean, I think like, I think the more aware you become of yourself, mm. the more you kind of work it out. So I feel that definitely in the past, my exhibitionist side has definitely been more for that um, I want validation. Mm. I want to be seen. I'm definitely oh, yeah, me too. Seen. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. then when you find a place of, okay, I am seen, I see myself, I'm valid, I'm enough. And yes. you get to that, that secure, um, place of self-acceptance and self-love mm. or however you want to describe it that connectedness with yourself mm. that it, I just think you feel freer to express that ex exhibitionist side and not caring so much about oh is this person going to think I'm sexy or like is yeah. this person going to think I'm good enough or whatever whatever it is mm. but it definitely creeps in like I, I don't think that I think that I think finding that inner peace or whatever it is, however you want to describe it, it's not about any of these things disappearing and that you just, no. you're just fully at peace with yourself. I think it's that you notice is the difference is that you're conscious of it. Yeah. And how you choose to respond is up to you, but at least you're conscious of it. Yeah. I definitely run a pattern of when I, of, um, I will step. I will take a step up, um, and then freak out. But then, and numb out for a bit. And th then I will give my inner child what she needs, and I'll spend time with her and reassurance and that kind of stuff. And I'll, I'll and then I, I, I'll, it's like I'll, I'll level up, and then I'll do it again. I take another step, and it all freaks out again. You know, yeah. it's, ama it's amazing though. It's amazing. You, it is brave. Like I think both of our content you know I look at your content so I get the same feeling sometimes you know I'll put a post out there that's like I don't know that's pretty sexual or mm. whatever it is and then, and then I kind of sit back thinking oh god you know yeah. people aren't it just it brings out that feeling that child part of you doesn't it of yes. 
yeah. people aren't going to like me. People are going to think I'm weird. Yeah, God. I, I want attention. Like all yeah. of these ego-driven thoughts, they're like 3D ego-driven thoughts. And they're not a bad, um, like the ego is not a bad thing. It's, they're thoughts that are there to, can, like that we're, that are there to kind of protect you. Mm. So that ego part of you is trying to keep you safe. Mm. by yeah. telling you get back in your box you know keep quiet be, be mm. quiet but you yeah. don't want to do that because you want to step into you you, you do because your soul you. your soul my soul's fired up now it is yeah. it is a light and it won't stop you know yeah. um but yeah no so there's a there's a, a contrast huge contrast going on um, yeah and yeah i and i i think it's it's reassuring for people to hear, you know, I, I, I that, that, you know, that anyone who is putting themselves out there goes through this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, I just want to say that I, your, your posts really, really inspire me. Um, and they talk to me. And so, you know, and I know that mine do that to other people as well. They, they talk to that part that wants to come alive, you know? Yes. And I think, and, and, it, and it's, it gives people hope um, and um, inspiration and, um, you know, and what's the word? Uh, the energy to actually start to take some action. Yes. And it's also worth like noting as well that for the people who kind of look at your content and might think, oh, she's an idiot or I don't know, like what the hell is she doing or whatever it is, right? <laughs> that, is the, that is the reflection of themselves. Yeah. So if they're feeling highly uncomfortable and you're triggering them. Yeah. Then, then you're just providing them with that opportunity to potentially look at why they feel so uncomfortable about it. Yeah, yeah. And when I'm feeling like on top form, I can I can do that. But when I'm not feeling on top form, it's hard to do that. And actually, on that note, I recorded a, a video, a vlog yesterday called um, "Which Is Why I Judge Women," and okay, um... I talked I talked about two areas where I found myself judging women the most the most in my life um and i've i've said it's all it's all my own stuff i know it's all my own stuff but one area in particular before i started doing what i was doing was women who were stepping up and stepping out mm. and i was so like oh my god look at fuck off you know no one wants yeah. to listen to your shit i found so much fault in it and it it, it wasn't because of something in my childhood it was because i knew that that's where i needed to be and i wasn't doing yes. it and i wasn't doing yeah, it yeah, yeah. so yeah. i think sometimes we can be triggered it can be our child but sometimes it could be because we know that we're not living off we're not in the place yeah no yeah and i now get it with women who are in who are like at the next level with massive audiences so <laughs> yes yeah Mm. you're definitely stepping up I can see that yes so are you it's great yeah. and I want to bring loads of women along with us yes definitely yeah cool oh well thank you so much 
really really appreciate it yeah, i've really enjoyed talking to you yeah me too and i hope the listeners have um gained something from that um and do you, Rathika, do you just want to share because i know you've got a retreat coming up haven't you and you've got other bits yes. jobs. how can people connect with you um i'm either on facebook or instagram at the spiritual underscore psychologist so my main site is um instagram really that's what i use the most and yeah my conscious healing retreat is in february can't remember the dates now start of february I think it's the fourth but something like that fourth to the eighth or it's a four yeah. day four day healing retreat and it's to explore exactly what we've been talking about really so you know trying to understand yourself better in a safe compassionate place getting out the shit that you don't want to like look at you know mm. but feeling supported in that process so it's you know i want it to be a nurturing space there's going to be yoga every morning um there's a conscious chef who so we're going to talk about conscious eating there's going to be lots of of me teaching but also experiential things that support with healing so we're going to be bringing in breath work and um energy healing different things whilst we're also doing that in a deeper um work of you know looking at yourself being honest with yourself and creating shifts you know creating mm. shifts in your life and it's quite hard to do that when you're in lockdown in, you know, a house surrounded by people and, you know, to actually come away and give yourself that, that time is, yeah. is quite powerful. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think um, it's going to be needed after this yeah. second lockdown and hopefully, fingers crossed, it will all, you'll still go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, well... Everyone's got to let go a bit at the moment, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much. That's okay. You're very welcome. Take care. Okay, bye. So I hope you enjoyed that and you managed to resonate with some of what we were talking about and just take some reassurance um, and a little bit of confidence from it. Um, you can find me on Facebook um, DJ Flourish One is my business page, or um, you can come and join my free group if you're a woman who also values depth and authenticity and is on this journey. Um, that's Let's Rave with DJ Flourish. Take care. <laughs>